Good morning, everyone, once again. Today's week four in our six-week sermon series called Days of Our Lives, where we're uh, taking a look at the episodes of faith that the church has experienced in its lifetime. That is Kirk in the Hills, which is turning 73 in just a couple of weeks. We will celebrate with a Kirk in the Tartan. As we considered uh, the episode that initiated our church back in the late 40s and early 50s, we thought about the... Uh, the work needing to be done, needed to be done around um, giving folks something to hold on to following the Second World War, uh, reestablishing the church as something to hold on to. Uh, in the 50s, we talked about Billy Graham and what it meant to be born again. We moved into the 60s last week. We looked at Martin Luther King Jr. and his idea for a beloved community. Now, as we move into the late 60s and 70s, we consider Mother Teresa and the way that she gave back to the community. So let us pray. Chatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe, and believing, obey. Amen. We all have moments in our lives that we can look back on and point to and say, well, after that, things were never the same. Most of the time, we're not an agent of this change. We have something happen to us, and we're traumatized. An illness, an accident, someone says something to us, does something to us to hurt us. Some of those times that we can point back to and say, well, after that, things were never the same, well, they were, they were great moments of joy that, that happened to us. Not just trauma, but joy, right, that we can look back to and say, after that, things were never the same. We got a job. Someone came into our lives that meant some great deal to us. Uh, we got into some college, maybe. When we look back at those things, any of those things, we can say, after that, Things were never the same. Suffice it to say, most of us have become accustomed to having the world change on us, not the other way around. The, the idea that we can change the world is, in a word, impractical. Lazarus had been dead for four days. Nothing was going to change that. The idea that anything different could be for Lazarus was, in a word, impractical. Even as Jesus demands that the stone be rolled away from Lazarus' tomb, you can almost see the look 
on his sister's face, shaking her head. He's been dead for four days. He's going to stink, she says. You can see her shake her head as if she's wondering why bother while the people pull that stone away from the tomb. It's not going to change anything. Every time you try to change the world, there will be someone there to tell you that it's not worth it. Lazarus had been dead for four days. Nothing was going to change that. Any ideas to the contrary were just impractical, but God always has a word when something's been left for dead. And today it's a very loud word. The Greek here is kratzo, uh, which is used very uncommonly in regards to Jesus in the New Testament. Kratzo is used for other people, but not for Jesus' tone of voice. The demons shout. Kratzo, they, they shout when they're exercised. The people shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, when Jesus rides into town. These same people shout, crucify him, crucify him, by the way, at his trial before Pilate. But Jesus rarely shouts. But he does today. He has to. Because Lazarus has been dead for how long? four days. He was really dead. He was wrapped in clothes. He was put in a cave. A stone was rolled in front of him. The people said goodbye forever, but for Jesus, four days was long enough. Come out, Jesus shouts. And Lazarus does. Lazarus didn't have to. But Lazarus does. Every time you try to change the world, there will be someone there to tell you that it's not worth it. Whatever you do, don't believe them. Because Lazarus had been dead for four days, he could have stayed inside that cave. He could have rolled over, he could have sat up and waited. He could have demanded that Jesus come in and explain himself. He died once and once is enough for any of us. Jesus, why don't you come on in here? Because if you were powerful, if you were this powerful, you could have arrived before I died. Before I was wrapped in this cloth. Before I was laid in this cave, you could have shown up. But Lazarus did none of these things. Instead, at the sound of the kratzo, at the sound of Jesus' loud voice, Lazarus puts his feet on the ground. With no set itinerary for what was going to happen next. With no guarantees for what awaited him out in the light of day. Lazarus did the awesome thing. Lazarus came out. 
Every time you try to change the world, there will be someone there to tell you that it's not worth it. Whatever you do, don't believe them. One of my mentors growing up was famous for saying, God did not put you here to die. Do things. God did not put you here to die. Do awesome things. I want to encourage you this morning to consider something impractical that you could do to make this world better. The story goes that there was once a successful career woman. She decided to do something impractical. Maybe she sat in a service like this and heard somebody preach and say, I want you to think about this. And so do you know what she did? She quit her job. Now, I don't want you to go quit your job. <laughs> Maybe. She quit her job. She figured she'd made enough money, even in her late 20s, and she decided that she was going to do something to make the world better, and she couldn't figure out what that would be, and so she thought, and she thought, and she wondered, and she wondered. And after she had thought, and she wondered, she decided that she would send a letter to Mother Teresa of Calcutta, the feature character this week in the episode of the Days of Our Lives series. And so she sent this letter to Mother Teresa and she waited and she waited. And time passed, weeks passed, months passed, and she didn't hear anything back from Mother Teresa. And then she thought maybe she could just go back to work, go back to what she was doing. Maybe her boss would take her back. But then it came, a letter. And in that letter, there was a sentence response, a one-sentence response from Mother Teresa herself. And this is what it said. Thanks for your offer, but find your own Calcutta. My hunch is that Mother Teresa sent many letters like this one. Because she's famous for saying, stay where you are, find your own Calcutta. Find the sick and the suffering, the lonely, right where you are. In your own homes and in your own families. In homes and in your workplaces and in your schools. You can find Calcutta all over the world if you have eyes to see. Everywhere, wherever you go, you find people who are unwanted, unloved, uncared for, just rejected by society, completely forgotten, completely left alone. Now there are two lists in today's bulletin for you. One is a list of people who are 50-year members of our church. We have a timeline for how long it takes to get on that list. 
Many of us can look at that list and do some simple math. I'll be on that list 20 years, 30 years, maybe 40. Most of us can say that one day I would actually like to be on that list. But there's another list in the bulletin as well. And on that list is the names of those who have died in the last year. We aren't so ready to be on that list. And worse, there's no simple math for that list, is there? We never know if we're going to be on that list. People in this room will be on that list 365 days from today. And there are always people on that list that we could never have imagined being on that list 365 days earlier, right? God did not put you here in this church or on this planet to be on that list. He did not put you here to die. Do things. Do awesome things or do things with awesome love however you want to think about it. This November, as Pastor Fernando said, like the last two Novembers, we've done our best to encourage you to live outside of yourselves, to be involved and invested in this do-things endeavor. Some of you already do this, and this is just a continuation of your daily lives. Others, you're trying to find a way into that. And we're trying to find a way to help you there. Let's get into this idea together this month. Engage, record, and celebrate, as Pastor Fernando said. Find your own Calcutta. And if our encouragement isn't enough, find some inspiration by the names we will read on that second list today during communion, along with the ringing of a bell. They have died, but they were not put here to die. They found Calcutta. We're going to read Brian Bartos' name. He died suddenly of a pulmonary embolism at the age of 53. But he wasn't put here to die. He was put here to do things. Like love Catherine and Michael and serve as Mr. Fixit for his family and friends. We're going to read Fred Ajluni's name. He died at 89. But he was put here 
to be an immigration lawyer and a philanthropist. His son, Sam, said he gave his heart and soul to helping people build a new life for themselves in this country. They were his Calcutta. We're going to read Stu Schuster's name. Stu Lathers, too. They were put here, at least in part, to do the awesome thing of tending to the well-being of this church, especially this facility. We're going to read Martha Tallinger's name. Martha died at 93 years old, but she was put here especially for children, her own children, neighborhood children, and the Sunday school kids here at church. She even started the Vacation Bible School program here at Kirk in the Hill. We're going to read Dave's name, who died at the age of 68. But he was put here to build a family, love his church, and support the community like he did with the Judson Center. And we'll read Don's name too. We had Don's funeral yesterday. He was a man put here to enjoy poetry, share good humor, and consistently deliver Meals on Wheels to the homebound. Come out, Jesus shouts, shouting it so loud that I hope he can, he can be heard right here in our sanctuary. Come out, whoever you are, wherever you are, come out of the tomb, put your feet on the ground. The light of day is waiting. You were not put here to die. Maybe it's been a long time since you really walked with God, the crucified and risen Jesus. It was four days of death for Lazarus, so we mustn't give up on ourselves. It is not impractical to think that God might call something out of you and use you to actually change the world. If we've lost sight of that, if we've become so cynical about that, that we think it is impractical, and that is a very sad place for a resurrection people to be. So may we believe that when we are down to nothing, God is still up to something. May we see the invisible. May we believe the incredible. May we receive the impossible. And at the sound of God's shout, may we do awesome things. Because God did not put us here to die. Amen.